0: Live from the 6th and Peabody Studio and across the Outkick Network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Glad
2: you're with us. Our number two is here. Outkick 360 rolls on. Plenty of NFL and college football discussion headed your way. We've got our overreaction chat about playoff elimination, plus coaches on the hot seat in the NFL. The headline today is with Aaron Judge. And here's John Sterling's call on WFAN last night of home run number 62. Here's the 1-1. Swung on.
1: There it goes. Deep left it's high. It is far it is gone. Number 62 to set the new American
2: League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. There is John Sterling. So. Got in
0: Judgment Day also. So two that was two cliches. Very in the, in dramatic
2: the cap. right there. This is Judgment Day.
3: So I mean, he Case has closed. that
0: whole Jolly Roger and the Babe, all that's totally scripted. He's been sitting on that. Yeah. For well,
2: I mean, he's been a time. <laughs> he's been waiting as long as everyone else for <laughs> this. I, I'm telling you the, the video is a
3: happens, little more. Natural. Oh, there it goes. And you can almost hear his notes. Yeah. Shuffling as happens. There it goes. high oh, it is far. And that is the jo- passing the Jolly Roger.
0: I, you know, I <laughs> hate, I hate John Sterling. I like Michael K. Um, I'm used to seeing a radio guy's call. So when they showed John Sterling yeah. doing it, it wasn't weird. They showed Michael K doing it. It made me very uncomfortable. K doing it with Cone next to him and Meredith Marakovich, their sideline person, also in the booth. It just made me—I don't know—cringe seeing the TV guy do the call.
2: See, normally I've see seen, seen t- it before, right?
0: Well, I saw the earlier one during this, but yeah, it's just weird. Like usually when you see them in the booth, it's they're having a, a little well, bit of a conversation of the camera, between but the trainings or the whatever. Camera. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, Cone's kind of giving them the thumbs up when it's over. And Kay, you know, and I think it's habitually, I've done this sometimes when you do air stuff, like you finish your statement and you kind of back away from the mic in a dramatic fashion. It just made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like seeing the veil pulled back. I haven't back. seen
3: him do it. I've only heard it. It's like seeing your teacher at Target when you're a kid, <laughs> you're saying?
0: Also, he said, this really annoyed me, on the first call of, of uh, 60, I guess, uh, no, or of 61, he said he throughout the call. He didn't say Aaron judge's name, which is bad form for a call. That's going to be tagged on something. Now last night he said he on first reference, but second reference, he said, Aaron judge, once that was pointed out to me, Andrew Marchand, the, the New York post media critic pointed it out. I could not get that out of my head. And so last night when I heard it for the first time, I was listening for that right out of the gate for the name. And when he said he, on the first one, I was like, Oh, he's blowing it. Uh, you know, and I was kind of cheering for him to nail it.
2: For all the the pressure of getting the call right, first, Aaron Judge has to hit the home run. And he was feeling the pressure. Here's Judge's comments on that and looking at the schedule and knowing that uh, it, the time was now if he was going to do it. I can't lie, the past couple of games, I'd look up and it's the seventh inning. and I'm like, dang, I only got one more at bet. bat. I better figure this out. You know, I never tried to focus on the number. never tried to focus on going out there and doing it. just go out there and play my game. And if I'm good enough and God willing, it'll, it'll happen. So nothing, just having that type of faith, I think kind of helped me out through this whole process. And the, the Rangers pitcher served it up for him on that first at bat.
0: Yeah, it was a nice pitch. It was
2: part. I mean, well, McHenry will join us tomorrow on some of the analytics of it, but that was right in the wheelhouse to get it over with. Uh, when will we find out if he's playing? When do they release the lineup for today?
0: Uh, I'm thinking it's a. Uh, it might be a, uh Either 6:05 or 7:05 Central start lineup usually comes out. Now, yeah, roughly. somewhere around the, uh, Do now. Do you
3: yeah. owe anything to the fans that probably paid a lot of money on the road in hopes that this would happen for Major League Baseball's sake?
0: I don't think so. To play but in the I, game. I think if he wants to play, he'll play, and I, he he indicated he wants to play.
2: I would let him play. I mean,
0: with all this time off. Yeah. D-H him.
2: Yeah, let him go. Yeah, take the take the at-bats. Um,
0: Maybe give him three. Uh, uh, and, you know, if he's on fire and then he's in it for the batting crown somehow, let him keep going. Otherwise, pull him. I thought it was cool that they pulled him last night. That would have been awesome if it was Yankee Stadium. Yes. You send him out to right field and then you pull him, the place would have been unbelievable.
2: Um, uh, in the NFL, this has been the most competitive start to a season that we've seen, at least on the scoreboard. Uh, so far, 50 games have been within one score in the fourth quarter. That's the most in the history of the league through week four. Uh, this past week, 15 of 16 games were within one score entering the fourth quarter. That's the most in a single week. And then only, the day, it was the Sunday night game. Uh, games on It was a Sunday night game that wasn't. And through four weeks, 23 games have been decided by three points or less. And 31 have been decided by six points or less. That's the most to this point. That's what, why the NFL is saying it's the most competitive. And Vrabel said it today here in Nashville. Uh, Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, said uh, half the league's two and two. Yeah, Titans are one of them. But, I mean, you look around and everyone's had some ups and downs to the point where, as a fan, if you're a fan of the Cowboys, to the Rams, to the Bengals, to the unbeaten Eagles – not much to complain about there, but I'm sure they are complaining about something in Philly. Fan base, for the most part, has been able to have some emotional reactions on Mondays, good and bad, and that's perfect for the that's,
0: NFL. That's why you, you mentioned Vrabel. I mean, they played some crappy football in Indianapolis, but they won by damn seven, and they're 2-2, two and two, like you said. Yeah. And, and so knowing that they're not in a great stretch right now, going to Washington this weekend against a really bad team – Winning by seven on a weekend where everybody's playing three-point games. Win by seven and get to two and two. You know, he he, Derek Henry had an interview coming off the field with Christina Pink where he was like, this is frustrating. We got to do a lot better, blah, blah, blah. The kind of reaction you would expect. Then he came out of the locker room where Vrabel clearly told everybody, be happy about this we did something here the tone completely changed I asked variable about that today you know why is the messaging so important and he went into the you know hard to win everybody's eight and eight yeah I, I, I can understand it and and Henry's tone was completely different coming off the field and after he got you know walking orders from the coach
3: almost feels like it's rigged uh, to where everybody's just going to end up having something to be interested about every week if it goes true to form Washington wins <laughs> on Sunday to make things interesting in the NFC East for them a little bit more. Well, and then true to the Titans, be the Titans down.
2: playing down to an
3: opponent. That would be true to Yeah, yeah. And, and scoring but on the first is, drive of the game and never scoring it's again. Not <laughs> as, it's not
0: as far down for them because they're not as, as good, but Washington's really bad. But I actually think like it's not as interesting. The close games are interesting, but everybody being two and two, there are fewer kind of storylines right now. We talked about it yesterday. Like There's a lot of talk about Philly. But like all these other two and two teams, I feel like we're kind of waiting to see what, who's what still, right? Kind of feels like we're stuck in a week one uncertainty thing still because we a lot of teams haven't identified themselves yet.
2: Yeah, and then the you've got the good teams, I think, that have started slow in some respect and have been able to get back to at least 500 or – they good teams who gave up a lead um, and or haven't won a close game like Buffalo and come back down seventeen points their first 17 point comeback since two thousand eleven and go win on the road against Baltimore so i I, I think we're starting to see the turn of in the separation, even though we're not seeing much separation in the the standing,
0: what's so, Dallas though? Yeah, I mean there are a lot of teams you could look at and say, "What's this team?" We but, could do a segment. So, we wouldn't have any
3: answer. I want to bring up Dallas too because there are four teams that I'm thinking the most about right now in the NFL, and it's two different eventual showdowns: KC and Buffalo, just for the AFC. Yep. I, I look at them and every week it's going to be interesting because those offenses are so otherworldly good.
0: Aaron Judge is and not playing. Those in rosters the are good. Real okay. quick. Yeah. So
3: Aaron Judge not playing. And they,
0: all the games are by four ten today to end the season. Sorry.
3: So um those two teams I'm I'm circling right now as an eventual showdown. And in the NFC, it's Eagles and Cowboys that are interesting to me. Because Cooper Rush is undefeated. So, part of me is thinking, okay, well, the, what are they with Dak Prescott? Was that just a really bad blip in Week One where they couldn't do anything offensively? Well, they're
0: a defensive football team.
3: So, but that to me is now a very interesting division battle with those two teams. It is. So, uh, I don't. Uh, I, it's easy to explain Buffalo, Kansas City, but my mind immediately goes to boy, the NFC East now to me is very interesting with those two teams, especially when Dak Prescott gets back.
2: Well, I, I think every division in the NFC has got some tremendous storylines because you've got the 49ers now with the right quarterback playing and a top defense, and the Rams is the defending champion. Uh, the Rams coming back and having some struggles offensively. Trying to figure things out. The 49ers, again, have the head-to-head regular season win. Uh, and then in the NFC North, Rodgers looks really good. Guess what? What is Minnesota? Minnesota's good. Yeah. And they're they're proving it based on you know it, Kirk Cousins isn't a long-term answer but I think they have he's a lot in, in in many ways he's not putting up the same numbers but it's very similar to Jalen Hurts where they have added some talent around him they're not they're not as run focused as they were with the previous regime so they're putting the ball in Jefferson's hands Thielen came to life again this past week I I mean you you look at them and I think man they They've already got a head-to-head win over Green Bay. And now they, they have positioned themselves, albeit it took the double doink to do it, to come back from London and string together a couple wins here.
0: I'll give you two in the AFC. Cincinnati has kind of found its footing after an 0-2 start. Yep. Can they pass, protect, and come back to life? I'm not ready to give up on them. And that division is wide open. Cleveland's got some life to it the ravens are are you know lamar jackson is a terror but the defense has has some issues and and they're beatable i think cincinnati's a very interesting team going forward and and look before the tua concussion stuff miami was the story of the league what's his status what can they do without him for however long he's out bridgewater's not a bad backup no. and they're a good team this is the thing you tell yourself hey can we go five hundred, or can we can we win two out of three while our backup quarterback's in? Maybe it's only this one game, um, you know, because he will have had a, a mini buy and then and then a week. But uh, I'm still very intrigued by miami. the The arrow was as up on Miami as anybody before the concussion stuff came down. So those are two teams that I think, Chad, to to your point about the bills and chiefs, that can enter that conversation and be right there if they straighten things out another one i'll bring to you is the chargers who things have not gone so well for i really need to know about a bears um chest and how long that's going to linger they lose an offensive lineman for the season that's a big deal that's not going to help his chest recover if he's getting hammered yeah and they've had a Maybe as many things go wrong for them early season as anybody. Well, but right now, that AFC West doesn't look as terrific outside of Kansas City as we thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, they look. Uh, Herbert looked pretty good though uh, against the the Texans this past week. Yeah, he
0: got he got nice ointment there in playing against the worst team in the league. But I don't you know, know who they have next. But
2: they didn't. I mean, they didn't really hit him. Yeah. They did a nice job protecting him in this game. It was so, much better than that. You know, he's delivering the football, but he also wasn't taking too many QB hits like he has been to where you see him wincing. And hopefully
0: he's back to normal. That would be big.
2: That, I still think that lingers, though, longer. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, you
0: get one hit. I mean, even if he's yeah. fine for two weeks, you get another hit, and it resurfaces. That, that would be my question, and that's why I feel a lot of doubt about my Super Bowl champ pick.
2: Um, I, Chad, your Super Bowl pick's still alive, right, both of them?
0: Yeah. Gotta remember who I had in there.
3: Packers beating Chiefs. Chiefs. I think I had Packers over the I Chiefs. Had Bills,
2: Rams, and I I don't feel great about yeah. the Rams at all. Neither Rams neither have been NFC. mathematically eliminated yet. No. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> but four we are out. eliminating It's always teams, good.
0: If not mathematically, mentally.
2: Yeah, we uh we will tell them the GTFO. We've got uh some overreactions to what we've seen through the first month of the season, the first four weeks, and we've been eliminating some teams from memory over the every week. We'll, we'll do this weekly. And also... We don't want you to remember these teams. Right. We're
3: eliminating them from our memory. But not only that, we're going to take it a step further and tell you to not ever think about these teams again. We
2: will do that. Plus Even if
3: you're a fan, I want you to not be a fan of these teams anymore.
2: Coaches on the hot seat as well around the league, who we think will get fired um, in the NFL by the end of the year or right on uh, the, the Black Monday... Uh, Determination for a lot of franchises. There are a lot of trends that are not going the right way for some coaches who need to win and need to win fast. October will mean a lot. We'll get into that as well next on OutKick360.
1: What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well.
2: From 6th and Peabody, with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, Outkick 360 rolls on. The crew is all here. You can uh, watch the show live, streaming live at outkick.com, and listen on this great radio station. Guys, each week, we're eliminating a team. Across the NFL, we're saying we're done with them. GTFO. Started this last week, and uh, each week we'll be keeping up with it. Here, here were mine from last week, where I have eliminated the Houston Texans. This is a, an easy one. I mean, Texans are done, and we'll find out if they want to make a coaching change or not, like they did last year with a one-and-done coach. I eliminated the Raiders at 0-3. You know, at 0-2, everyone's pointing to the extra game and how you can climb out of this. And I know the Raiders got a big win against the Broncos. But the 0-3 hole will come back to haunt them where there will not be margin for error. And they will have some bumps in the road against some quality opponents down the line. And the Jets, they needed Wilson to start the season. He couldn't. And they needed a miraculous comeback. One of the best we've seen with under two minutes on the road against Cleveland and they needed to you know, have an opportunity to face Mitchell Trubisky for a half to get a couple wins on the season. I'm, I'm done with the Jets, even though I like some young talent. I believe it's a year too early to buy into whatever they're trying to build because their quarterback started the season late. This week, an easy one, a layup for me with the Carolina Panthers. After the Arizona Cardinals go on the road and beat them last week in Carolina— They now will face the 49ers, Rams, and Bucks over the next three weeks on their schedule. They have Baker Mayfield, and looking for him to cash in on that one-year deal, he's been awful. Sam Darnold isn't ready to return, and the fact that that's even a sentence gives you an idea of how bad it is in Carolina right now for Matt Rule and that franchise. They're done. GTFO Carolina Panthers this week for me.
3: Boy, how quickly it fell apart for Baker Mayfield yeah. in, in Carolina. That happened in a hurry. Um, I like all of these. I like all of these so much. I think I'm up next. Do so on. I'm going next to my list now. And uh, I'm going to share some of these with you, Hutton. So the Texans, um, I had a buddy once who just kind of nonchalantly said, hey, th- they're back, right? <laughs> We're talking about, well, well, this team's back. The Texans, not back. Not back. Texans, in fact, dead. Um, I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to stay in the – actually, let's go with the two that I had last week first. Carolina Panthers, Hutton, totally agree with you. The fact now that Baker Mayfield was even worse this past week and that they're already almost done with him in Carolina. But they have to stick with him. That's a team headed for a top two or three draft pick. They're terrible. The Washington Commanders, not good. Uh, I think the Titans are going to go in there and beat them this week and further submit their status as dead in the National Football League. And the team that I'm adding to the list this week, let's go back to the AFC South. The terrible AFC South, and I'm going to go with a team that's been terrible so far. The Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan, if you get within five yards of that guy, he fumbles right now. Um, Their star players aren't playing like star players. Their role players aren't doing anything. They had a golden opportunity when the Titans decided to just play defense for an entire half uh, on on Sunday, and they had 20 plays for or, yeah 20 plays for 28 yards in the second half. Could not find a way to win the game. Costly turnovers throughout Colts. They're they're going nowhere. They're dead.
0: I think it's bold, Chad. I, I don't think they're going anywhere either. But you have better, deader choices because the Colts are in a crap division. And and you know if Ryan Tannehill breaks his ankle, uh, and Trevor Lawrence you know turns south, there is a path for the Colts that's better than some teams that you don't have I don't, an I X over. I don't
3: want to steal any of your thunder here, Paul. But quickly, I'm going to go through other considerations as to why I'm picking the Colts ahead of them. Seattle, Geno Smith is playing great, and they're playing they're playing much better offense than I expected. Well, I agree. Then. I figured they would be dead by now, but they're not. Pittsburgh. I want to see Kenny Pickett one more game. If he goes out there and throws four interceptions and they lose again, then you know th- they were in consideration for me this week, but not now plus they have Mike Tomlin as a head coach who's never had a losing season in the NFL. So I'm going to wait a tick on that. We're going
2: to wait he faces the Bills this what week. What
3: I'm saying guys is Mike Tomlin give me the greater than sign sure. than Frank Reich on that list. Yes. So I'm I'm not going to eliminate Pittsburgh just yet. The Raiders I think is an interesting one but I'm kind of like you, Hutton, and then I'm watching that game here in Nashville against the Titans thinking, how is this roster 0-3 at that point? How are they not beating the Titans? And the answer probably is they're just not a very good, cohesive football team, uh, but they go out and get a big win this past week. So those were the ones under consideration for me, but I elected to go with the Colts.
0: I'll show you who you're missing coming up here. Okay. Um. So I I missed this last week, so I get to do a three-pack. Yes. Uh, Texans are obvious place to start. Uh, they're the worst team in, in football. I don't think there's much debating that. And the Panthers, uh, you guys have, have hit on it. I mean, Baker Mayfield was a nice idea. Uh, hasn't panned out. In now,
2: theory, Baker Mayfield <laughs> works out.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: He, he looks like a quarterback that joined his team five weeks before yeah. it was time to practice. And I was pointing this out. They, the, if the, the time for him to be traded was way earlier. And joining a team right before camp is not easy, and it's no miraculous—you uh, know—turn s- the switch on for him because you're joining a completely new group, and you- you're joining a group that's not nearly as talented.
0: I think you're also joining a group that probably has a good feeling that its coach is a dead man walking. We're going to get to that in yes. a separate uh, separate segment, but there's a certain vibe that goes with that. Washington Commanders are are just not very good, and that's another dysfunctional franchise there's some talent there but not enough to be cohesive and be any good the team you're clearly missing here and they're two good candidates Hutton took one the, J- the jets aren't going to the playoffs though they're talent the team that has very little talent is the chicago bears who are absolutely going nowhere yeah, justin fields can't do a thing i mean the over under on his passing yards is is like 120 going into games you're They're not running winning the in wing. the modern nfl with 120 passing yards a game unless you have some kind of outstanding defense and newsflash boys the chicago bears do not have some kind of outstanding defense one of the only reasons their record isn't miserable is because god gave them a monsoon on opening day against uh, san francisco when trey lance was still of able body chicago bears are awful
3: Pretty sure Johnny Majors in 1951 was a better passer as a halfback than what we're seeing right now from Justin Fields in Chicago. Very similar offenses too.
0: I don't feel any danger about eliminating the Bears. No,
3: yeah, that's a good one. That's one I was not thinking about, but I, I definitely had them on my list as well. So it, this is an
0: easy game now. That's going to get progressively harder. I like.
3: It. Well, but you've got to. Well, uh, we're also going to look progressively dumber when, for instance, one of these teams will the make it Indianapolis wrong. Colts win six in a row here right. coming up. Yeah, the and Colts will mock like, you, and it'll be fun.
2: The I don't trust. I think we will eventually see um, Pickett will take the Steelers on some type of run, but how long does that last without TJ Watt back? Like, how healthy is he uh, a month from now? Is he really able to come back from that pectoral injury in, in Week One? They are 7 and one without him. They they need him as much as they need a change of quarterback from Trubisky. I'm so, not
0: looking to get ahead of the curve in this game. I, they, you know what I mean? I don't want to be like, I feel like the Steelers are going to uh, take a turn for the worse here, so I'm going to – like I thought about the Colts in that in that regard r- with some recency bias because I thought they really, really were bad on on Sunday. And I don't think they're going anywhere either, but I, I think they're still uh, breathing healthily right now.
2: Well, and in my, but their
0: time's coming for an action.
2: If I'm looking at uh, Vegas versus Indy right now, the Colts' saving grace is their fourth quarter in Houston in week one to get a tie. Yep. Because that, that's what allowed a terrible Steelers team last year to get in the playoffs, was their tie against Detroit.
0: It's a differentiator.
2: So, you know, the 0-3 start for, for Las Vegas, uh, I, I, that's going to come back to bite them later. Because the, when December rolls around, they can't have a, a room for error. They're just, there's no wiggle room there. The Colts have it because they have that half game with the, the tie in there. And, Chad, I do think they'll figure things out with Matt Ryan and, and Jell. Th- I'm with you, though. I, ultimately, I think it's too little too late. They can also point to injuries at quarterback right now across the AFC. Um, you've got Russell Wilson who's dealing with a shoulder issue. Eventually, he's got a, he's got a click with his new group. And then in Miami, where who knows about two and how long the concussion protocol will last. How good will Teddy Bridgewater be? And then in New England, is Mac Jones capable of coming back soon with a high ankle sprain? Gen- generally, that, that takes a while. So the Colts have reason for optimism, even though we're telling you there's no reason for optimism.
3: Well, uh, here's,
2: here's the way I look
3: at it, too. Jonathan Taylor's not going to play on Thursday night football. Right. That feels like a desperate situation for both Broncos and Colts in yeah, this game. I, and oh. I don't think Denver's yeah. very good. No, but you I You and I have both been I don't down on think Denver they're losing the at sport. home to this Colts team without Jonathan Taylor either.
2: So Unless give, Melvin Gordon they could. wants to fumble a lot.
3: Give me, yeah, give me the Broncos in that game, and then hey, when look, that happens. Frank Reich's not very good,
0: good, but he's better than Nathaniel Hackett
3: in, I think, the, in I think, the
0: coaching decision-making. you might
3: be better than Nathaniel Hackett if you could I'm coach good. the And I'm not very
0: good. I, I don't. Know the intricacies of line play. I, uh, I I'm Paul, not a good Paul, clock all, manager.
3: This is what we discovered with Nathaniel Hackett. All you needed to be an NFL head coach is to have a wicked backhand and ping pong to be able to play with Aaron Rodgers to be his buddy. Because that's what. Hey, this guy came in and he played ping pong with him and their pals. And Aaron Rodgers has never been happier than just paling around the facility. With old Nathaniel do we have Hackett. a lot of ping he pong video? He parlayed that into a head coaching job. Do we jump? just
0: know about the ping pong, or have we seen some of the ping pong? No, it was something on. It feels like it should be real sports. There should be video of One of, of ping these
3: primetime games I was watching, they went to the Sideline Reporter, and Nathaniel Hackett really bonded over ping pong with Aaron Rodgers. And then did they do a clip.
0: graphic like where they put up the yardage per game and had like a ping pong thing? They've really gone out of control with some of the – Monday Night Football Graphics. So here's what I
3: want to see now moving forward. Or Sunday Night Football N- Nathaniel Graphics. Nathaniel Hackett, exclude. who I've already buried as a head coach in the NFL, is going to be a failure, probably a one and done. Um, I want to see, similar to the way actors in Hollywood try to avoid being typecasted in one part, they might turn down a part that could be lucrative because they don't want to only get offered that type of role from th- there forward. I want NFL owners and GMs to stop looking at people associated with great quarterback play. That are their position coaches as plausible NFL head coaching targets. It's worked a lot. Where Shanahan, McVay. What What's the great quarterback though that they they coached? They're from a, an actual coaching tree. I'm talking that about had success. I'm talking with about Nathaniel Hackett. I'm talking about uh,
0: yeah Adam Gase. Those a- are the two Adam big Gase examples in,
3: in Miami and with the Jets who's connected to to Peyton Manning, here's my point. It doesn't have to be a disqualifier if you've done more than that and you've done a lot of other varied things. Maybe you've worked with a bad quarterback and gotten more out of them than expected. But I hate the, oh, let's let's go to Pat Mahomes' quarterback coach next and make him a head coach. Unless you're the person that devised the – op, which we know it's Andy Reid – and he's not going to leave. But if you're the person who helped devise the offense that unlocks something well, for a Nagy player got a job previously unseen, then then go for it. M- how that, Matt
0: Nagy's your guy. And and how he, he was a fail. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I think you're you're making. it. Well, and a good point.
2: his quarterback coach um, is now the the play caller in New York for the Giants, uh, Mike Kafka. So I just that, that
3: I, was I, I want to see last
2: year. do more than that. I'm fine
3: with the hiring young guys that, but yeah, the
0: McVay types have done more than that. Lafleur, McDaniel,
2: uh,
3: Cincinnati, I just,
0: O'Connell.
3: Taylor. If you Zach told Taylor. me, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, and I'm going through his entire resume right now, but his biggest claim to fame, so other than his father, yeah, other than his father, was he was offensive coordinator for three years with the Jags. And then he went to be offensive coordinator, quarterback coach with, with uh, Green Bay and Rodgers. So Rogers, is he of the Bortles era? I think so.
0: 2016 yeah.
2: to
3: 2018?
0: Yeah.
2: The board, so so he, was, he was there for 2017.
0: Which uh, they went to the AFC Championship game. I just need to
3: see more than that with more variety to be an NFL head coach.
2: I think that should be a cut. Well, I think Adam Gase. Then you're going to hire a lot of retreads then if you do that.
3: I don't know. I mean who do
2: you who's qualified
3: based well, on that? Here's here's so Mike McDaniel, okay. I think this is an example, and you might say, Well, he hasn't done a lot, but he is of the Shanahan tree. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Grunt been at guy. different places, he's a run game guy, not necessarily the quarterback guy. It's just outside the box with him. I'm probably contradicting myself a little bit because it's not like he has this long resume, he's a young guy. But,
0: but he's not I, a hem of the garment guy. That's what you're I against. Like the hem of that, the garment. I guy. like
3: that resume. Oh, he's a been lot that better. for.
2: He was there. That's the whole. That's the whole background of him. Everywhere Kyle Shanahan has gone, he has followed, starting with Washington, all the way through Houston and hem, everywhere.
0: hem of the quarterback garment. Yeah, I'm guy.
2: saying not him of the player.
3: Just benefiting from a great, you know, generational quarterback is different from even following
0: a coach. He's creating a small category that's a Gase Gase and Hackett right now. Yeah, it's clear. kind of
3: so it's the equivalent. The NFL equivalent to me is a guy attached to a great quarterback where the quarterback is doing pretty much all the work for the offense, getting the big promotion and getting a head coaching gig, to me is akin to a number of failed Nick Saban assistants that got big-time head coaching opportunities because they were so closely associated with Nick Saban. That's the college pro difference. College, it's attachment to the coach – that gets you a job you're probably not ready for or equipped to handle. And in the NFL, it can be attached to the player.
0: The McVay tree is just sick. I mean, uh, the names that we just – lit the McShay-Shanahan deal is is just crazy.
2: Yeah. And then you have the the guys who are, you know, the, the grunt work guys. And, I you know, you've got uh, – uh, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith comes to mind because he's coached a lot of different positions. He was a play caller. Uh, he made – He's unknown the players with him better. Um, and then survive since he's, multiple
0: coaches. Since and he's left, with the teams.
2: offense is worse, uh, for a number of reasons, including their play caller, uh, because he's not Arthur Smith. And so now he's in Atlanta taking heat because he's a run, run first offense right now, as they try to figure out what they're building at quarterback long term.
0: next year, the Falcons will be good. Yeah.
2: And they've, you know, they're, they're two and two this year. They've lost, uh, They've got their backups in at running back now.
0: Yeah, Patterson. Yeah, so Cordell Patterson's
2: out for at least a month. But they, they're still, I mean, they're, they're running they it fight. at a clip where, I mean, someone was joking about just running the option.
0: They're better <laughs> than they have so business much. being. And uh, he's one of those coaches. I think Blank's a good owner with patience who understands what he inherited in terms of personnel yeah. and what he inherited in terms of cap. And next year, they get out from under that cap. They can shop for some legit free agents. They'll probably be in reasonably good draft position again. Well, and if Ritter takes over from Mariota somewhere here, they'll get a read on the, Ritter, and they'll know if they need a quarterback. But
2: the out. only the only uh, detriment to that long-term argument is everyone knew and knows they wanted Deshaun Watson. Yeah, And that's why... They're paying Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan's not there. So, like the fan base is saying, like we're we're just gonna run all this. Can we not? You, you were gonna. You, we traded Matt Ryan away. We are paying the salary. You can't have him here. And the the reason why they don't want him there is because Matt Ryan looks over his shoulder and says, "You were chasing Sean Watson." Well, do you want him he's, there
0: based on what he's doing in Indianapolis? Well,
2: he was. Uh, I mean, have you? I mean, based uh, I, on
0: the cash, maybe.
2: I mean, you're paying him. So they're, you know, they're hamstrung because they're so tied up financially. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're you traded this guy away, and now we're just kind of waiting to see you play sure Ritter, they but they're not going to because Mariota's in there right
0: now. Yeah, he's doing all right. But you know my theory on that. He'll yeah, get hurt.
2: He'll get hurt eventually. And he'll get hurt running, which is what they're, they're doing, but he, I mean, he's got young talent around him with Drake London, well, who's, all, who's played well. Kyle, uh, Pitts. Kyle Pitts, yeah, so they're finally got to get distributing the ball to, but too. But they have over the last couple of weeks there. They also done
0: a decent job. It's what? a slow build though, and the thing that's what's frustrating probably to Atlanta fans is you see some teams do it quick, and and Atlanta's structure is not built for the the quick turn.
3: But what's the what's the rush if that division is going to continue to disappoint, and they're going to hang around a little bit? to move to finding out what you have in Ritter, right? I mean, just keep it going. Well, because are you drafting
0: a quarterback next year is the big question.
3: But if it's, if Mariota is going to be as bad as people expect. Well, he hasn't been, so they can't, it's not that, it's not that. You're a quarter
0: in, at some point, the clock starts ticking on you having to figure out next year. I understand,
3: but you may not be, you may not figure that out that you're out of the playoff race in that division for a long time.
0: It's another conundrum for them. Just like last year for them.
3: Yeah, so I, I don't, you try to win. I mean, that's first and foremost. You play the, guy, the GM even, worry about even it. if you're sacrificing the ability to find out what you have in your your backup quarterback. You play to win until it's lost, and then you find out. And well, Arthur, but that, could, that Fontenot, could take
2: a while.
0: Let's fun. Don't worry about it.
2: And how we how we've been discussing the Falcons here is the way he replied to the media there, which is. Well, you've already been writing my obituary already. So, right. what does it matter if we lose Week One?
3: We're already dead, so we're not yeah. scared. And he's like, we "So we're going
2: to continue to do this." you know, we've got uh, uh, the entire season ahead of us. And now, now you look over and you see Atlanta and what they've done, and know that they have the majority of their division games coming up. The Colts, meanwhile, they're going to be done with the Jags and the Titans by October 23rd. You know, such
0: bad scheduling for Titans Colts to be over that quickly. It was last year, And it was last year. So, I mean, I can understand a one-year blip, but then you look at the the schedule, and when you're looking at it, you go, didn't that happen last year? We can't do that two years in a row. I I understand it's complicated, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to happen uh, to uh, other teams and other division rivalries. That that second Titans-Colts game has to be in December.
2: Um, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones returned to practice today.
0: Is that a high ankle sprain? Yes. There's no way he's going to be all right to go. And it was week three
2: when he suffered it. We're going into week five. I mean, high ankle sprain. Limited. I just said they during the open portion of practice, which was a light session. Generally speaking, this, I'm reading this from the Athletic. Um, Bill Belichick said post practice he's making progress. Called him day to day. Yeah,
0: I I would be really surprised if it's truly a high ankle sprain if he's back after missing I, a, oh, one I, game. Yeah, for
2: anyone like oh Max back, let's let's, let's play roll. him in fantasy. No, I don't think he's playing, but. This is now – because he he was at practice last week and did something – he did enough to where Mike Reese and others were mentioning it. And you start to go, oh, maybe sooner rather than later. it'll
0: probably be – well, we don't know about concussion protocol. um, For Hoyer. For Hoyer. So, I mean, their quarterback thing, if the Giants weren't in the mess, they would be – the Patriots would be making headlines for quarterback uncertainty. What if it
3: was Bailey Zappi that's the next Tom Brady all along and not Mac Jones? Wouldn't that be a twist?
0: That would be amazing to have that story again 25 that would be, years later.
3: It's the, Mac Jones isn't Brady, he's Bledsoe. <laughs> and now it's making except, way for Bailey Zappi to come in from Western Kentucky and to dominate. Except
0: you're insulting Bledsoe because Bledsoe True. did some things. You,
3: Bledsoe had accomplished <laughs> a few things in his career. Yeah.
0: But I like where you're going. That would be very interesting. And I would definitely remember to give you credit for it. I think I would. I'd I will. Ne-
3: I will never allow you not to give me yeah, credit okay. for it if it yeah. happens. So we're covered. I'll, I'll never forget it. We're covered. I'll say. Remember that day in 2022 <laughs> when I said Bailey's Zappi's the next Tom Brady, and you guys laughed.
2: He's got a great arm,
0: and that Jones is bled. He made so some history at Lambo.
2: The first first appearance for a career and throwing a touchdown pass. No one had ever done that at Lambo before. Really? And Bailey, yeah, making I mean, your you first appearance in the NFL, action. and then. He came in and threw a touchdown you pass. You would
0: think some rookie quarterback, like that a Vikings their, or Bears, the season. There. Well, yeah. not Bears. So that's part. That's why it didn't happen. Yeah, because the Bears yeah. have that's been it. a regular opening day opponent at Lambeau, and the Bears have never had a rookie quarterback throw. A you touchdown mean Mike
3: Tomzak <laughs> didn't start his career off with a touchdown pass in Lambeau? I've, I've solved I the shocked. mystery
0: on that stat.
2: Also, uh, there was a prop in Vegas for first rookie quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. Bailey Zappy.
0: Nobody won it. Nobody. Nobody I, cashed No one that, that I've seen. <laughs> if you, know, you have that, please tweet the ticket.
2: I think it was it was it was Pickett or Ritter that were the most bet options there, and it ends up being Bailey Zappy from Western Kentucky. Love it. Hit us up at OutKick three sixty. Coming up, we discuss Home Run Ball number sixty two, the value, and what we would do with it. And I, have we seen reports on what the Yankees are trying to do? No, for this baseball. is
0: Simon's big question. My son What's the wants offer? to know let's, if the Yankees will pay the million dollars.
2: Let's discuss the this. two million. That's next to now kick 360. Outkick three hundred and sixty rolls on across the Outkick network. So we know Judge is not in the lineup, which means sixty-two is sixty-two. Golden
3: on the home run, he might pinch hit. <laughs> oh gosh, huh. I'm just thinking of the guy holding on to sixty-two. Oh, when he comes in to pinch hit, just <laughs> <laughs> just
2: there's no way. Wait, how
3: nervous you would be though. There's no. There's no way. There's, there's, no there's no impact win no, or lose here, no, no, right? No, no, At no. all.
0: Um, there's, there's, did I have ninety-nine wins? I, There's no impact to anything playoff-wise. They're okay. not going
3: to pinch hit Judge, try to get to 100 wins.
0: I mean, if you're in a crucial situation in this no, game, why not no, throw him up no, to bat? No,
3: no. The Marlins are minus I mean, 195 against the Braves today because they're not playing anyone.
2: If you're not going to let him play at DH just to extend his home run record in the AL, you're not going to care... Yeah, they're about not, a crucial moment in the game. They're not going to
3: suddenly if be like,
2: you know what? Screw these
3: Rangers. I, I'm not saying like case. it's
0: a major thing, but I'm saying if if you're down three two and the pitching matchup's good for Judge, why <laughs> wouldn't you put him up just for one uh, for one at bat and then put him back pitching on the bench? Every matchup
2: is good for
3: Judge. Yeah, there's no. I mean, way. mean, by by not. I think it's conceivably not he gets starting them. No, by not starting them, they're not. Playing I wanted him. them to play him. He is ineligible to play today if they're not starting him. But it, the, I mean, it's a funny thing to think about so, them bringing him up in a pinch hit situation, just because the nerves, the guy holding on to the sixty second home run.
2: So what is
0: it's one one bottom of the third. So the
2: best the best offer is the standing offer of two million. Is that correct?
3: Well, that's the only offer that I'm aware of. Well, so, the story
2: that I've seen that there's multiple out there that have said that multiple people have offered a million.
3: Paul, 99 and 62. The Yankees are at 99 wins right now.
0: I want that. I want them to win today. I don't care if judges involved. Braves one, are 101 one, and 60. One one bottom third.
2: Um, how long would you guys hold on to the baseball? I, I would sell, immediately. I would, get some I would advice. sell it. To, so the guy, real quick, the, the guy who caught 703 for Pujols. Did not have his baseball verified when he left the ballpark. That, that is idiotic. And so immediately, uh, I don't know. It may have been Revel, may have been someone else. Last night, you could know, you knew the section, the row, the seat, all of it for last night, and he was getting the getting it verified. Uh, the guy who caught seven hundred three did not get it verified, so it's not worth nearly as well, much. Well, were they
0: changing out the balls for pull holes, um, like they were doing for Judge?
2: I don't know. I don't. I, I would I don't know the answer anywhere. to that. But Chad, knowing that you've got it verified and you can just move on and get your money, do you sell it now or do you wait because there are going to be more people involved in the process if you wait, generally speaking?
3: If there was uh, someone with a standing $2 million offer to me and there was no one else calling me, offering more, I would walk. I would crawl to that person. <laughs> to Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would crawl Jerry Jones style, an <laughs> army crawl, across this great nation to that person and accept the two million dollars. I, I
0: would as well. I don't see. Uh, I don't see why the market would change a heck of a lot. Uh, I'd get advice from somebody that's expert on such things. But uh, to to the question we asked, kind of as a tease, like. Do you foresee a team ever getting involved in this? I don't recall a team ever getting involved. Like, would the Yankees say, hey, we'll give you a million plus, you know, I don't know, this guy's a Texas fan, so we'll strike a deal with the Rangers for season tickets or a box or whatever. Like, is it important to the Yankees to get it to Judge? I don't think the ball is that important to a guy. Like, Judge said, I'd like to have it, but it's a huge souvenir for this guy, and I understand it. I think ultimately— you know the guy's got a lot of important mementos in his career, well, and having it is not nearly as important to him as it is well, to the guy. But that what out.
2: makes it valuable to the person that want or the so,
0: company that wants to buy fame it? Fame. But
3: by, by the way, this was sent to us from Colin, our, our uh, radio producer. The guy who caught the ball is vice president of Fisher Investments. <laughs> it's a company that Amazing. manages one hundred ninety-seven billion dollars worldwide. This guy is super rich.
0: His wife was on the Bachelorette or something. Corey Yeomans.
3: I saw him interviewed uh, when they were taking him through Amazing. the concourse to get it authenticated, and he seemed like a very well-to-do guy. <laughs> I mean, he you know was dressed nice, was talking with the security guards, and kind of joking around. And they are asked what he's going to do, and it seemed like a guy who'd been interviewed before. I'll put it that <laughs> way, right? When they were walking through the concourse, had, he, he
2: had brokered a, a deal before, right? He's been in a few boardrooms in his day.
3: You yeah, know,
0: if I'm Aaron judge, I, I don't. I, it's not that important to me to have. It.
2: But if, if someone's offering you $2 million, what are they flipping you for? That's immediately what I'm thinking.
0: They're sitting on it. Maybe mo- it'll get more like, valuable I just, later.
3: I caught a baseball at a Major League Baseball game and got $2 million for it. Wouldn't bother me what they made off hip, of it. Headlines
2: next across the NFL and college football.